rolling. We are episode 112 coming to you in three dimensions. Ryan is wearing 3D glasses yes, right now. Yes, so everything is in three dimensions Yes, right now. our sound is in three dimensions. Three dimensional how, sound. How many dimensions are there in sound? I mean, 3D is it's a physical it's a physical thing. How many dimensions are in sound? I don't even know. Does sound have dimensions? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I do know. What do you know? Uh, fourth dimension is time. Okay. And when uh, when I was a kid, and my nerdy friends and I would play tag, uh, we would shout out, instead of time, we'd shout out, fourth dimension! How, how many of these friends did you have? Real ones? Yeah. Okay. So this is Fill Me In. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brian. I am Ryan. And uh, we host this show, and in addition, we host Lollapazoola. Lollapazoola 3. It's a crossword tournament happening on August 14th. Which is in a week and a half. It is a Saturday in August, and guess what? Puzzle 1 starts at 11 o'clock. Yeah, how did 11 o'clock a.m. You I can come and register at 10, puzzles at 11. Yes. Yeah? Puzzles in the air at 11 a.m. The dentist uh, coming? Is who? The dentist? I don't know. I haven't heard from him. I haven't heard from him either. Not the dentist is not coming. That no, I not know. the dentist is not coming. No, he never, he, he's never been. He'll never be. <laughs> not the dentist, come. Why aren't you coming, not the dentist? Come, not the dentist. Why? Not we, the dentist, We come. really would like it if you came. We would. Uh, come for at least part of the time. So it would, Jeremy Horowitz last week wrote to us saying that we had said we were doing things at 10 and we got confused with the translation to Pacific Coast time and you don't translate time, but uh, we screwed it up. It's 11 o'clock. 11 a.m. But more, more about all this uh, uh, when the show begins. Oh, has the show not begun? We haven't had the, the music. What music are we playing this week? Oh, this week? Yeah. Oh, well, I've been practicing this. All right, so why don't you play the theme on your brand new NLR Vuvuzela? I, I've been practicing. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Is that how you do it? I think that's how you do it. Is it? Yeah, I think that's it. Excuse me, we'll be right back after these messages. First we had the Vuvuzela. Yeah, and then we had... uh, A phone call. Yeah, the music you heard there was the song uh, Let Me Call You Sweetheart. That's yes. that's the ringtone I have. It was my wife calling, and, and that's the ringtone I have when and she then calls. The wonderful Jag and the Hank. Franklin was really working overtime. I know it was amazing. Now, I, you know what? I want to preempt anybody out there who thinks they're going to call me on a little technicality here. I have said before on this program that I don't have ringtones because I don't like you know on my cell phone I don't have ringtones. It's always on vibrate. That wasn't my cell phone. That was the. The house phone, the studio phone. The landline. I have a line coming into Studio A that uh, rings my phone number here. So when I'm far away from home, all the way in Studio A, uh, I can still receive calls. Wonderful. Yeah, that's good. I wish Studio B had a phone. Studio B doesn't have anything except cat litter. <laughs> yeah. But it's an automated cat litter box. It is. Yeah. It's nice. You actually only have to get in there and do anything about once every 10 days. Perfect. I know. It's great. Love it. This is Fill Me In. <laughs> Welcome. I guess that means yes. Viewer mail, opening it up. Viewer mail. Oh, viewer mail. I'm not ready for that. No, segment. I have to go back to this. Let's see what's going on here. Our first viewer mail of the day is from Bruce Setfin. We we came up with a nickname for him last year. No, you keep trying to come up with nicknames for him, but the, you know you can't force a nickname. You can't. All right. 
You either have a nickname or you don't. Bruce Sutphin. Bruce Sutphin. Yeah. He says, I started doing the New York Times... Oh, because we asked, how long has he been doing crosswords? I'm putting it in context. You do this every single time I'm you have putting to read it a viewer in mail. Context. You can't just read the message. Because you, it's out of context. The context is clear from the message. He asked last year how did he how long has he been doing crosswords? Because all of a sudden he's very good. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Yes, to all, said, to all zero of you who are listening to this show and have never listened before, uh yeah, that's just, that's I, what we're talking about. I didn't about. want people to think, well, it's just because of his exponents. I'm, not, I'm giving you nothing on that. I'm giving you a zero for that. Bruce Sutphin says, I started doing the New York Times crossword puzzle at the end of August last year. So that would be 2009. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, I found your site right at the right time. Uh, prior, to that, I, prior to that, I had on occasion done the puzzle in the Albany Times Union, which I've since come to find out is the Los Angeles Times Daily Puzzle, uh, edited by one... Rich Norris? I believe so. Yes. Uh, I now try to do all the puzzles Orange blogs about. That's a lot of puzzles. It is. Uh, as well as the Newsday Daily ones, although my success rate with the Saturday Stumper is close to zero. So to answer your question, I have gone from no crosswords to many crosswords in the last 11 months. See, there's the context. If you had just read the message, there it is. Context built we, into the message. But I think So to answer your question, and I, he answers it. No, I understand there that, but I think it... The rest of the, the the rest of it from the beginning, I think it helps people to know the context. Does it help you? Sure. Okay, then that's why you're doing it. It's to help you. It's I a think selfish it help thing. everybody. You're just doing it for yourself. Saturday Stumper is very difficult. It's very difficult. It's extremely difficult. It's extremely difficult. They're all difficult for me. I'm Googling Tuesdays. I'm useless. Okay. Become absolutely useless. Uh, our next viewer mail comes to us from John Delphin, Vassar, class of 1976. Yes. Uh... His entire message is left in urban arena four five. It, it reads like it's a cryptic clue. Left yes. in urban arena four five. I think this is in response to the fact that we were talking about wrangling some people together to go see a Mets game on Friday night, yes. August thirteenth. That's the night before Lollapazoola. The Mets play at City Field, which is here in Queens, not far from where Lollapazoola takes place. Uh, four five. Well, City Field is four five. I think urban arena means City Field. Urban arena, right? Uh-huh. Left in urban arena, city field, maybe. Well, urban I, means city, right? Well, I think I I think arena is the definition. Okay. I think left is a type of field. Okay. In urban, okay. urban is city. So left in urban is city field. Do you think it's citified? And the left means L, so you put an L in the word citified to make city field. If a place is urban, it has been citified. Oh, that makes much more sense. Do you think that's what this is? Yeah, so left L inside urban, citified, city field. That, that's what that is. I think that that's what this is. <coughs> I helped you on that, though. You helped I, a little bit. I loosened bit. the lid. You loosened the lid. Thank you, Creel. <laughs> Uh, are we going to go on? <laughs> uh, our next viewer mail, mail is from your neighbor, Harry Hassel. Yes, more my neighbor than yours nowadays. Yes, yeah. I've moved away a little bit. Yeah, you used to live closer to Harry than I did, and now I live closer to Harry than you do. Yes, but still neighbors. Yeah, neighborly. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Uh, How Harry... many times have you been over to Harry's for dinner? Zero times. Okay. But that was even when we lived close by. I'll see. 
How many times have you been over to Harry's for dinner? Zero times, but I've had meals with <laughs> Harry elsewhere. I've had a meal with Harry. I've worked with Harry. I've sort of worked with You've Harry. You've never worked with Harry. You don't play any instruments. I've done shows with Harry. I was in the... I was in the... He's more mine than yours! <laughs> Harry says, so I'm glad you guys like the presents. He gave us Vuvuzelas. Oh, 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 why can't I just read the email? Why can't I just read the email? Why do you have to put it into context? Why do you have to put it into context? Why can't you just sit there and let me read the email? That wasn't me. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> My God. My God. So, yeah, so he gave us Vuvuzela. Oh, fine. You get to do it. I see. <laughs> so he says, so I'm glad you guys like the presents, even though you obviously have no idea how to play them. I thought you might, having spent years around various brass players. I'm assuming he's talking about you. I don't know. You've worked with Harry Hassel, so <laughs> maybe you've spent years around various brass players as well. Uh, I'm sure you'll figure it out. I think Ryan has figured it out. Harry, you need to judge Ryan's performance. Uh, you'll hear more of it during the Thunder Round. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Foggy Broom wrote to us. Foggy is the editor of Panda Magazine, of course. I have to apologize a little bit. Todd McClary and I were working on Panda Magazine number 26. Uh, I have totally slacked off this past week. Todd, I'm very sorry. I've been extremely busy, and I haven't had a chance to do much with it. I will come back to it because I do want to finish it. Anyhow. Foggy says, Thanks for the plug this week, guys. I've seen some subscriptions come through listing Fill Me In as the reason why they got PNA, so muchas gracias. Nice. I think that's Spanish. It means thank you very much. Is oh, that, that's uh, offensive to me. Oh. Then I won't say it. Uh, you may be interested to know, for harder issues like this month and last, the top ten usually doesn't fill up until the day the first hints go out. For really hard issues like number 24, it won't fill up for three weeks. I wait until the next issue is ready before announcing who got the top ten. That way, there's a little, very little, suspense. Oh, but, is that what the V stands for? Very? Yeah. Oh, okay. What I did you it think meant, it stood I thought for? It was, was stood he just for, says V little. I no, think it means very little. I thought it meant verb, like he was defining it. <laughs> and I thought, what well, little's not a verb. Did you ever read uh, Bridget Jones's diary? No. The novel? I, there's the movie, of course, with uh, Renee, what's-her-face, but... Uh, uh, of the things that I could have read, I... I assumed that you meant the novel, not the so movie. So in the novel, she uses the frequently in her little descriptions of whatever. And maybe oh. it's a British thing. Maybe Foggy Broom is British. Is he? I don't know. I've never met him. I don't know. But you know of him. So do you. Yeah. We talk about him. He we talks do. about us. Yes. And none of us have met. It's <laughs> so. amazing. Uh, so yes, uh, Panda Magazine. Let's give them another plug. Pandamagazine.com. Yeah, it's really it's fun stuff. It's it's wacky. It's out there. It's unusual puzzles. It's nothing like you see anywhere else. So if you're looking for a change, if you buy like the Penny Press magazines or subscribe to games or something like that, and you just want something different, you got to try this Panda Magazine. This is a little more difficult than the Penny Press magazine. It is more difficult and more varied, and I have to say, infinitely more creative. Oh, well, then, then Penny Press, absolutely. Then games. I, I mean, the, the puzzles in games, sometimes the stories of them are somewhat creative. I think that the invention of the puzzles in Panda Magazine are creative in a way you don't see in any other publication. Agreed. Jeremy Horwitz. Jeremy, the reverend genius Jeremy Two-Time Horwitz of Manila. Yes? You were doing... Okay, until Manila. Why didn't you just say of the Jets? Then you would have oh, been okay. Oh, of the okay. Jets. Of the Jets. You knew he was of the Jets. Oh, I can't remember. The oh. Jets are all people whose first name begin with J-E, whose last name ends with I T-Z. Know. Jeremy Schwartz is also No, one. Jeffrey Schwartz. Jeffrey Schwartz. Who's Jeremy, Jeremy Schwartz? I don't know. We have Jeremy Horwitz and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Schwartz. Jeffrey Schwartz is in Skopje now. Is he? 
but well, he'll be I, back in time for Lollapazoola. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. competing at Lollapazoola. He's in, he's in Bosnia, Serbia? He's in Eastern Europe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Where's Skopje? I have no idea. Okay. Well, that's where he is. He's on a bus. Yeah? That's I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy says, uh, I knew that for some... Oh, oh. Oh. So we give context or what? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Jeremy Horowitz had last week's Thursday New York Times puzzle. Yes, he did. Brian blogged about it. Yes, I did. And I asked him to blog about it because <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the puzzle. <laughs> so I asked Brian to blog about That's it. That's not why you asked me. That's yeah. not what you said to me. I said... You said to me, you should blog this puzzle. It's by a friend of yours. I know. And then afterwards, I said, I said because neither of us... I don't think you're going to like it. And you're better at, at, at saying that you don't like things. <laughs> you're better at blogging when you don't like the puzzle. Right. Uh, well... I tend to be negative and cranky about everything, whether I like it or not, so I might as well focus my blogging on things I actually right. don't like. Because being cranky about something you like is not much fun. <laughs> I'm glad you realized that. That's a big step for you. Well, it doesn't stop me from doing it. It's just not <laughs> it's fun. It's still a big step. Yeah, but then, then, then I've had the experience of not having fun, which gives me something to be cranky about. Okay, See, step backwards. I, well, sort of, but it's a self-fulfilling. Uh, it's not a prophecy. It's a self-fulfilling. Rude. I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, so Jeremy says, "I knew that for some solvers, this puzzle just wouldn't be their cup of meat." I didn't realize <laughs> meat came in cups. But in okay. fact, I'm expecting that some are going to hate it, and hopefully, some are going to love it or at least like it, and I'm fine with that. However, from now on, if someone doesn't like it, I'll just be blaming you. That is fine. That is fine. I've invited many people. You just blame me for everything. Just go Fantastic. ahead. If something sucks in the world, blame me. You can write to me <laughs> at rbxblog at gmail.com and send your blame to me. Attention, Brian. That's right. Yes. Uh, Jeremy also says, you note the Quigley-esque somewhat obscure musical cue- clues in your post. This was all musical clues from where I stood. I mean, it was three-letter... Songs. Yeah, the theme of the puzzle, it was full of three-letter songs, because the, the overall theme was there was a single center square that was unchecked, uncrossed. And it was three. The number three the number is three. The, like the shortest title of a number one hit ever. Yeah. Wasn't that the, the Britney for Spears it? song. It was a Britney Spears song. So then the runners-up on that Guinness Book listing of shortest titles of number one hits were all three-letter long titles. There were eight of them, and they were all in the rest of this puzzle. And I didn't know any. I knew one of them. I knew Bad by Michael Jackson. I knew Bad. I knew Ben. Yeah. And that's all I know. No, I didn't it's know difficult. anything difficult. I don't know. I'm, I'm a musician, but I don't know anything. I feel like if it was about something I knew, I might have liked the puzzle better. But since it was about something I didn't know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't care. To, but, one of the reasons I didn't like it, I think, was that it was, a, it was basically a trivia puzzle. Yeah. It was just a trivia puzzle. That, to me, is... I don't know. It's not a wordplay kind of theme. There's nothing puzzly about that theme. Yeah, Jeremy. It's just a, it's just a collective theme. It's a list theme. Right. You know? I, I mean, th- th- it's fine, but it's nothing fancy. Nothing, nothing to really figure out. If you don't know the titles, you don't know the titles. And when they're all three letters long, several of them were acronyms or initialisms or random assortments of letters and not titles. I mean, they're titles, but they're not things you can actually figure out if you don't know, right. which makes them, essentially, unchecked letters. Right. I don't know. So, right. that's, that's, why, that's sort of what I didn't care for. So, uh, you know, uh, try, try again next time, Jeremy, to please us. Yeah. 
Would you please? Yes. I, yeah. We need that. Jeremy is coming to Lollapuzzle. He is. Yeah. All the way from San Francisco. He's coming from San Francisco. And uh, like we said, Puzzle One starts at 11 Eastern Time. 11 Eastern That'll Time. That'll be 8 a.m. Pacific Time, but you have to be on the East Coast to receive your puzzle. Yes. We have nobody handing out puzzles on the West Coast. No. Nobody. Sorry. Uh, viewer mail from Joe Cabrera, Boston Ma for now. Joe says, sure, jivey is a word. It's in the lyrics of Merzy Dotes and everything. Merzy Dotes. It was jivey in a puzzle? Yeah, Did we talk about jivey? Yeah, it was in a puzzle. I what don't is, think it's a word. Jivey. What is, is Merzy Dotes? Merzy Dotes, Dozy Dotes, and Little Lambs Eat Ivy. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, song. Well, I, I don't I don't know a, I, I don't know what you've just said. <laughs> Merzy Dotes and and Limey Dotes? And... <laughs> yeah, it's a song. It's a song. I don't know. Close it up. You were male, closing it up. So we got Office Hours with the Oracle. Office um, Hours with the Oracle. Mike Nothnagel has written to us with some answers to last week's questions. Why is there a silent B in plumber? There's a B in plumber because the word comes from plumbum, the Latin word for lead. That's also why the, leads, why the symbol for lead on the periodic table is PB. The B is silent because the B is not pronounced in words that end with MB, like plum. The ER doesn't change that rule. Side note, if the MB is in the middle of the word, like in combine or remember, then you pronounce the B. All right. But not... But see, I'm confused. It's in the middle of plumber, and I don't pronounce the B there. That's true. And what are you going to tell me? It's because it ends with ER and then it doesn't qualify, but remember ends with ER. That's true. And what about numb? N-U-M-B. Numb. N-U-M-B-E-R. Number. That's true. But... If I am uh, sort of, if I have less sensation than somebody, and therefore I am number than they, or am I number than they? How do you spell number? N U M B E R. Spell like number? Sure. If you're more numb, you are number. Number. <laughs> Numberer. <laughs> Numberer. I have no idea, Mike. Dumb. Dumber. Dumberer. See, this is confusing to me. Mike, you have only served to confuse us more. Oh. Is Nicole there? Can she help out? Yeah, is Nicole, is she your TA yet for, <laughs> for this Oracle business? Uh, number two, the question from the Oracle, the answer he gives us is, what was the first name of the girl whose last name was Plummer that Brian went to high school with? Her name was Sarah. Which I think Ryan suggested right before you asked me. I think I did suggest Sarah Plummer. I think you did suggest Sarah Plummer. Uh, what's more, more interesting is that she is the daughter of Eddie of Eddie's Toilet Repair and Replacement. Yeah, I think that's true. At least the first half of that's true. I was thinking about this again. I think her name was Sarah. Really? Sarah Plummer. Interesting. I think so. So, like, years from now, when CrossCan goes back to do the spreadsheet again, Sarah Plummer gets two episodes worth. Last week and this week. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. That's right. Good for her. Uh, thank you, the Oracle. Please tell us more about Plumber, though. All right, the contest of then. The contest of then was by Neville L. Fogarty, Squishy Defeated. It read thusly: Think of a language. Add a letter to it to come up. Add a letter to it somewhere to come up with what some little brothers do. What is the language, and what do little brothers do? I believe the language. I don't know how to say it. I know how to say it. Say it. Tagalog. Tagalog. 
And uh, what little brothers do is tag along. Tag along. Drop an N into Tagalog, and you get tag along. Tagalog is the language of the Philippines. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. The language of the Philippines. Yes. Uh, Manila. That's in the Philippines. There you go. Look at Call that. Call back. So uh, we played the pickle earlier, and the pickle told us the winner of this week's contest was... June Pak, Squirrel of Discord. Uh, Excellent. June, you can tell us what it is you'd like uh, as a prize. No, we, we'll decide what you get as a prize. I'm going to send you some dirty socks. No, I'm no, not no, serious. No, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, no, we have something on hand. We just didn't announce what that prize was. Uh, we'll give it to you in a, in a week and a half. Yeah, we're going to see you at Lollapazoola, and we'll give it to you there. The contest of now. Yes. The contest of now is from Eric Peterson. Yes. Eric Peterson wrote to us, uh, Think of a six-letter verb with no repeated letters. This verb has only one correct spelling in the present or future tense, but it has two correct spellings in the past tense. Also, the verbs er and ing forms can each be spelled in two different ways as well. What is the verb? That is complicated. That is extremely complicated. Should I read it again or just tell people to email us and we'll send it back? Uh, email us. Tell us to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you need him to read it again, just rewind your, your iPod. Because <laughs> I don't think you could read it in a better way than I think you I did. read it very clearly. Yes, so... Just, I think I read it extremely well. It's there for your listening pleasure to just rewind and yeah. listen to it again. Okay. Uh, but also, uh, if, you wa- if, you, if you want it in textual email format, yeah. uh, you can email us uh, with the password. And this week's password is... Andoquache. I forgot what the word was. <laughs> I don't know, but that's our password now. Andoquache. Andoquache. What the hell is that? I, I was trying to think of that word from earlier. Andoquache? That city in Mexico. <laughs> now it's Andoquache. It's Andoquache. Wow. Please remember to spell it correctly. Andoquache. Yes. The password is Andoquache. <laughs> Look, on the horizon, it's a thunder god, and he's sitting there without any context. I don't care. All right. I'm going to go first. Monday, July 19th by David Blake. This was his debut. Debut. Lifetime. Uh, this was uh, different uh, variations of the word more. Yeah. Or, or hom- are, these, are these homonyms or are these homophones? Things that sound the same but are spelled differently. What is the difference between a homonym and a homophone? A homonym is something that sounds the same but is spelled differently. I believe... I thought a hom... No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I thought a homonym was a word that was spelled the same way but meant something totally different. But... That's what I thought. Well, what's a, ho- a homophone? Like number and number could be homonyms. They're both spelled the same way but they mean different oh, okay. things. I don't know. Is that what a homonym is? I don't know. I don't know. It's not what a synonym is. That That's just two that, words that mean the same that thing. That I know what a synonym is. Uh, I, I know what know. an antonym is. And I is. think a homophone is words that sound the same but are spelled differently. And that mean different things, too. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, July... <laughs> Tuesday, July 20th by Ed Sessa. 
Billy. There were a bunch of Billies in this grid. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean, Billy Graham, Billy Crystal, Billy Idol. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. It's not an episode without Ryan singing. Get out of my dreams. Singing. Get in the backseat, baby. Get into my car. Very good. Billy very, Ocean. That's very nice. I had that album. Yeah? I could name one other song on that album. Go. Color of Love. All right. What is the color of love? Is it blue? Is it red? <laughs> I think I've forgotten how to play this. <laughs> oh, I think I was doing a good job earlier, but now I think I'm doing a yeah, bad job. All right. It's getting hot in here. Uh, Wednesday, July 21st by eight-and-a-half-year-old Oliver Hill. This was I thought this was cool. I didn't do it. Tell me about it. Oh, I thought it was cool. Excellent. Uh, the theme, meta-theme answer was broken heart. Yeah. And the word heart was broken up by black squares in, I think, four or five different rows throughout the grid. Oh, yeah? So there wasn't really... The only actual theme answer was broken heart. Uh-huh. But then you found heart. And it was good because it, it, it once you figured out the theme, you could... Fill in, oh, the, the H-E goes over here, the A-R goes over here. So you could kind of fill in some of the other 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 numbers, other uh, letters. Numbers? What am I doing? Homonyms. A, a, a Kwaikadoku? Yeah. A what? A Kwaikadoku? What is that? Isn't that the one with the numbers? Sudoku? No, no. The one, the one that's got... The one that's got looks like a crossword puzzle. Kaidoku. Kaidoku. Oh. Oh, oh my god. Thursday, July 22nd by Jeremy Horwitz of the Jets. Uh we talked about we this talked a bunch already. This. You know what? It was it's it's fun. It's a puzzle, it's a crossword, but I, it's not my kind of theme and it was all based on knowing a whole bunch of things I didn't know. I don't know. It's not my it's not my favorite kind of puzzle. Yeah. Not not mine not either. Either. Not Th- mine either. Thank you Yoda. Uh but but you know what? E for effort. Yeah, okay. E for effort. All right. To me, E is worse than D, but okay, if you want to give him an E for effort. E for effort. Go for it. That was better. Was it? Yeah. I feel like there's got to be kind of a glottal thing going on. Maybe. We need to get Harry to give you a lesson. We do. Uh, Friday, July 23rd by John Farmer. This was finally, after months, I feel, a, a, a relatively easy Friday puzzle. It was solvable. Yeah, I, I got it, actually, in about 20 minutes. It was solvable. Yeah. And it had Black Sox scandal in it. I like that. I like that, too. I mean, it's obviously, it's a it's a black mark on the history of baseball, but it's a fascinating story, the it Black is. Sox story. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. And there's some terrific stuff. A lot of people know the book Eight Men Out uh-huh. and the movie that was based on it, but if you want a really different take on the Black Sox scandal that's uh, still a fascinating read, it's a book called Blue Ruin. Uh-huh. Blue Ruin. Terrific book. I highly recommend it. Factual? Fictional? Non-fiction? Based on facts, but I don't know if it's totally factual. All right. and also Kind of like Eight Men Out, for that matter, which, yeah. you know, represented the story without, I don't know, it's not history. It still reads like a novel. Right. Uh, and Field of Dreams is also somewhat based on it. Not based on it, but no, it there's an, an element of Field of Dreams that comes out of it because Shoeless Joe Jackson Joe. is involved. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I got this answer. It was a 15 letter answer that I got without any crosses, and I enjoy that. Oh, very good. Yes. Saturday, July 24th by David J. Kahn. This Impossible. was a Rebus puzzle on a Saturday. The fact that it was a Saturday, the simple fact that it was a Saturday is what kept me from being able to solve this puzzle. And I'm, I'm kind of annoyed at myself. I should have thought, I should have considered that there might be a Rebus involved. 
Because I got to that, that clue that said what you may have while solving this. And the answer is aha moment. But aha is the rebus. But aha is the rebus. And I just saw it and I thought, well, maybe it's just a moment. Because I thought it's a really hard puzzle, so that's what I'll have while I'm solving this is a moment to like do other things. <laughs> you know, you'll have a moment to answer the phone. You'll have a moment to get some sandwiches. Uh, and so I didn't, I didn't think. And I'm looking at all this other stuff and I just can't make any sense of anything. And, like, down through the middle, the answer was Tallahassee. Right. And I had the T-A-L-L, and I had the E's at the end, and I just thought, well, I'm, I don't get it. I know that there's a town in Florida called Tallahassee, but there's not enough boxes. Well, it must be some other town in Florida I've never heard of. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, it was geez. very difficult. I mean, I got the Rebus, and it was fun... Because I got the Rebus on aha moment, so I had oh, yeah. an aha moment. See, that's good. Filling an aha moment, but I, I still I couldn't even come close to finishing the puzzle. I finished quite a lot of the puzzle, but I, not all of it, and I never got the Rebus. I found out about the Rebus from your blog post. Uh, it's the second Saturday in a row that I thought was impossible to solve. It's the 44th Saturday in a row that I've not been able to solve. <laughs> Sunday. July 25th by Alan Arbusfeld. Alan Arbusfeld. Alan Arbusfeld. Alan Arbusfeld. Alan Arbusfeld. Sean Thorne. <laughs> that just sounds like, now it just sounds like a song to me. I mean, without all of that, it doesn't sound right. No, because we did in uh, the, the Dentist and Not the Dentist, yes, Recreating yes, Us. It yes. went Alan Arbusfeld, Sean Vongsathorn, Narian Venkata Subramanian. Yes, one take. That was the one take moment. Yes. That was it. Yes. Which, by the way, yeah, one take. Thank you. <laughs> Classic Make one a small moment. moment of it, but I just did it. Well, you had a moment. Hey, Narian Venkata Subramanian, are you coming to yes. uh, Lollapazoola? Tell us. I think you should. Also, Ashish Vengsarkar, are you coming to Lollapazoola? What about that? I haven't heard from him in quite some time. I haven't either. Hmm. He's a one-time Lollapazoola constructor. Yeah. What happened? We haven't heard from him. No. Upstarts. Upstarts. Nah. Yeah? Not so much? Nah. Didn't care? What did you think? You're just making these noises to... What did nah. you think? I I can't think anything. I haven't solved it. <laughs> I'm way behind. I am preparing all of this material for Lollapazoola. I don't have time to solve any puzzles. You know what I did solve today? I solved Patrick Blindauer's Fireball crossword. Fireball number something or other. Patrick Blindauer designed it, and it was very cool. Yes. Very, very cool you indeed. Do it. If you haven't done it yet, you should do it. I'm not going to give it away. It's usually the Fireball's Peter Gordon's thing. Patrick works with Peter at Sterling Publishing, and this is a fun, fun puzzle with a really clever twist. Yes. So check it out. Uh, Fireballcrosswords.com. You can sign up now, I'm sure. It's not too late. I'm sure Peter will uh, take your subscription. <laughs> and uh, what does he send uh, You know, the 30 that you've missed? If you pay for it now, Peter, or? do you send the thirty that how does that, that work? That Peter? a person misses. Uh, and right. here's another question: When I get Peter's email that has the fireball crossword in it, yeah, there are three attachments. Yep. But, it's the, but in my Gmail, it doesn't have the little paperclip that shows that I have an attachment. Well, that's weird. But every every other thing that I get that has an attachment has that paperclip. Very strange. Except for his, huh? Before we fade out, I would like to bring up something that we said we were going to bring up, and that's the Mets game. The Mets game on the 13th. Mets. Friday the 13th. Here's what we're going to do. We're all going to meet at City Field outside the ticket window half an hour before first pitch. I believe the game starts at 7.10. We're going to meet there at 6.40. We're going to be out there buying tickets in a certain section. It is probably going to be the cheap section all the way out in right field uh, in the corner there. That's what I'm Right field? Left field. Which one has the cheap one? I think they're both cheap. All right, so which which do you like better, left field or right field? 
Pick a field. Left field? Left field. Left field. I said right, but now it's left field. Left field. The farthest away section has the cheapest seats. That's where we're going to be sitting. And, so and, join and, us and, there. And also feel free if you want to get your tickets in advance. We're we're definitely going to go. We are definitely going, and we are definitely sitting in that section. Yes. Yeah, so the left field, the farthest section in left field. There is no risk in buying tickets and then say, then thinking, oh well, nobody's going to be there. Right. We, but if you want to sit in a different section, eh, then it'll be harder to find each other. But uh, that's where we're going to be: the corner section in left field. Yes. Have I said that enough? The corner section in left field. Left field. That's where we're going to be. But if you want to meet us before the game, 640 by the ticket window. Yes. City field. Left in urban area. Arena. Left in urban arena. <laughs> John Delphin. 4-5. I'm just saying so. <laughs>